Hello, popcorn frogs. Where's the music, you ask? Um, on the advice of my producer, I'm going to be trying a new intro style, a la Nerdist and various other professional podcasters, podcastifications that are better than me. So I'm going to do a spoken intro first, and then music, and then other stuff. Exposition. Uh, by the way, the intro song is uh, by an awesome band called Polish Ambassador. Polish Ambassadors? I can't remember if there's more than one or not, more than one ambassador, um, but it might actually just be one guy because it's like electronica. Anyway, the song is called Crunching Numbers, and they're an awesome band, and you should check them out. Uh, if you have any opinions about the new intro style or anything that is discussed on this episode or any other ones, please feel free to email bringyourownpopcorn at gmail.com. This is another interlude episode. No official guest trying to keep it short and bitter anywho let me preach to your choir or stoke your ire as i force my opinions into your ear holes what i lack in education i make up for with unsubstantiated opinion and knee-jerk emotions so since we last spoke, the only new movie that I've seen is uh, Kick-Ass 2. So I'm going to discuss that a little bit, and I think I'm going to um, go ahead and involve my producer, editor, production assistant guy in that as well because he actually saw it with me and other than that i think i'm just gonna ramble a bit something i wanted to talk about was a rating system that i am trying to devise is devise a word trying to implement implement <laughs> that's not a word but now it is um because uh, sometimes when I tell people how I feel about movies or I just like talk about a movie that I've seen, they don't understand. I find that after I've finished talking, they don't understand how I really felt about the movie. For example, when I talked about, I think it was Iron Man 3, I actually enjoyed myself. Like there was a lot of terrible things about it. Um, not a good movie, but I actually really enjoyed myself watching it. However, when I tell other people about it they're like wow you really hated that movie and I didn't hate it actually I know a lot of people did um people that I respect who no longer respect me uh but I didn't hate it I had a good time watching it um so to try to explain what I often to try to think of a better way to communicate or a way to coordinate, at least in my own brain, how I feel about a movie so that I can communicate better. C concisify. <laughs> collate. <laughs> something. I can't remember the right word. Um, so, these are the three aspects. I'm probably going to um, streamline this a little more. Maybe talk about it again later when I remember what words are. Uh, so, it's going to be... Different values, there's three values, delivery, technical, and the reception value. Uh, delivery is stuff that's usually more in the control of directors and writers. Probably mostly a director, I would say, but I mean, it depends, because on different movies, the directors have different weight and input. But that's going to be mainly uh, actors, the directing, the writing, the dialogue, the plot, and the spirit of the movie, the goal of it, um, the desires of it. 
what it wants to make you think and how it wants to make you feel, which sometimes can be really transparent, transparent, which is not necessarily a good thing. Sometimes it is. It really depends on what it is. Like documentaries, obviously, it's often very obvious what they want you to think or feel. Uh, The best documentaries, I think, just lay out the facts and kind of let you think for yourself, which not everyone knows how to do. Um, and then the technical aspects, cinematography, editing, music, fight choreography, graphics, special effects, CGI, animatronics, and puppets, which are my favorite. Um, scenes and like scene setup. And the reason those are important is because like a lot of times there will be a movie where like the cinematography is amazing, the editing is great, the music is awesome. Um, even like the the graphics might be good. Uh, but then, like, the actors in the dialogue are terrible. But you can still appreciate it on and on some level. So it's hard to say, well, it was a terrible movie when there was a lot of good production on it. And sometimes I feel bad for the people, you know, like the amazing cinematography or the, the person who composed the music or the soundtrack did an awesome job. But unfortunately, their name gets tacked onto a terrible movie. So delivery... Technical, and the last one is reception value, which is, I think, one of the most important ones, and that's what I mean about when I tell someone <laughs> all my thoughts about a movie, and they sound kind of negative, and and then in the end, and I think I'm communicating properly, and then in the end, they're like, geez, you're so, you're so angry about that movie, and I'm like, what? No, <laughs> I liked it. What part didn't you understand of what I was saying? <laughs> um, so the reception value is how do you feel while you're watching the movie and after the movie what do you do like physiologically does it you know does it make you sweat <laughs> does it make you laugh does it make you angry is it somehow stimulating does it make you think does it make you question uh do you know what's going to happen next do you know how it's going to end um sometimes i think you might not have a bad reaction but it's almost like flatline which i think is worse that's why i often have a hard time like holding a conversation with someone about a movie, um, about anything, but particularly about a movie, is if they don't really have anything to say about it, like they'll say that they liked it or they'll say it was good. Um, and it's kind of this thing like where it's good, but it changes nothing. It didn't, they sat there, they didn't have a bad time, they just had a time. <laughs> they were there and they ate popcorn. And they looked at a movie, and it was shiny, and bleh, that's it. Um, and I find that really boring, and I, I would almost rather watch a movie that makes me angry, that at least like incites emotion to say, that was fucking awful, than to just sit there and say, this has dialogue and a plot, and the plot is linear, and the dialogue is written fine, and the acting is good. I'd almost rather just like be angry you know, something that inspires some kind of reaction in you. Um, And then one of the reasons, another reason that I think it's important um, to talk about the reception value of a movie is, uh, for example, Troll 2, The Room, Vampire's Kiss, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, Evil Dead, and of course, Starship Troopers. These are all examples of films that uh, have many aspects about them that wouldn't be, wouldn't be traditionally considered good. Particularly uh, for me, I consider myself a bit of a film snob, not in an educated way, but just in a like I'm very nitpicky. <laughs> um, 
And so there's a lot of aspects in these where they fail in the delivery. They fail with acting, the directing, the dialogue, the plot. They fail technically. They might have terrible cinematography. The editing is all fucked. The music might be awful. Terrible graphics, although I often love terrible graphics pretty much across the board. I love bad, <laughs> bad special effects. Um, like really amazing CGI doesn't do it for me. Um, but anyway, all of those movies have an amazing reception value. You laugh a lot. <laughs> you have a good time watching those movies, regardless of if you're into monsters and blood, like for Evil Dead. <clears throat> Whether or not you like giant bugs and Neil Patrick Harris, you should still be having a good time watching Starship Troopers. Um, it's just about the experience of watching it. Uh, particularly in Troll 2 in the room and Vampire's Kiss, um, absolutely terrible movies um and i've had people hate me for showing these movies to them i actually own all of these movies they're really really bad just on every level except for the reception which is i've seen troll 2 probably four times and i still get tears from laughing every time i watch it and the room also i see something new every time i watch it like there's so many what moments in the room where you're just like huh did that happen or even stuff in the background, like I believe uh, Tommy Wiseau or whatever his character name is, Johnny, Tommy, Jimmy, Bobby, uh, has a framed picture of a, a, is it a spork or a spoon? There's a framed picture of a spoon above his fireplace. <laughs> Just weird stuff like that. And I think he's serious about it, which is part of what's awesome. Um, like the room in Troll 2, I think, kind of took themselves seriously. I could be wrong about Troll 2. The room definitely. Whereas Starship Troopers and Evil Dead and Attack of the Killer Tomatoes are movies that know what they're doing. But whether they know what they're doing or not, the fun value of the movie, uh, whether you're the one having fun or, or you're watching them have fun, um, makes a huge difference on your experience of the movie. Just as a disclaimer, I'm currently in uh, my producer's studio, Catbox Studios, um, and his roommates are getting are joining the 90s and getting a microwave installed, <laughs> finally. Um, so there might be some background noise. Including, uh, apparently, someone shooting someone else with a nail gun. But we don't care. So I'm not really sure how serious I'm going to be about, like, mentioning this rating system. I probably won't try to force it on any guests, but in summary, my rating system consists of three values. Delivery technical and reception so i might bring that up again and totally confuse any new listeners next time i review something now on to the last movie that i saw kick ass 2 um i went to see this with my producer editor um and he was confused as to why i wanted to see it <laughs> because i hated the first one at least when i saw it i hated it and actually um there's two reasons that i hated the first one First one, I, I need to watch it again and see if I still hate it. First reason was actually that I had fun watching it. Um, but then as soon as I started to get into it, something would happen. Like someone would die or a masturbation joke would be made. And it would just kind of kill it for me. And like to, to like start to get my attention and then to like shoot it down with a fart joke or something makes me angrier than if... It was just fart jokes across the board. <laughs> um, 
And to be fair, I'm a total pervert. I make masturbation jokes and I make fart jokes, but they have to be done right. There's an art to them. Don't abuse it. And the second reason is I was in a really bad mood the day that I watched it. <laughs> I was in a bad mood, I think, that whole week. But let's not get into that silly girl stuff. But I did the first movie. I loved Hit Girl. Um, I believe I said that at the time. It's like, I just wish that movie was Hit Girl and not Kick-Ass because I wasn't a fan of the actor at the time. I wasn't a fan of the plot with the girl where like he pretends to be gay and then the girl says, you're not gay, let's do it. And I think at one point, one of the scenes that like really lost me where I was just like, please, girl, is when he... <laughs> When kick-ass boy, like, fucking in the middle of the night, climbs up his girlfriend's house and crawls in through her window. And I think she's, like, dressing. And, yeah. And so he scares the shit out of her. And instead of being like, what the fuck, creeper? I don't even know you that well. Why are you sneaking into my room in the middle of the night when I'm dressing without calling ahead or texting? She goes, oh, hey. And I think they do it. I don't know. But she's not mad at all. She's just like, oh my god, you scared me. What's up? <laughs> Who does that? And it's just like, ugh, no. I, I can't get behind that. I can't, like, watch that and, like, believe that it just happened. Um, but overall, the first one was a fun experience, I think. Um, Hit Girl and Nicolas Cage, fucking awesome. <laughs> Nicolas Cage is so good in that movie. I think he has... I'm sure he has some other good movies. The only ones that I know of are Raising Arizona and Wild at Heart. And that's the three movies that he's been in that are good. <laughs> I thought there was another one, but I can't remember it. Raising Arizona is actually one of my favorite movies ever. So he kind of makes up for at least three bad movies with that one. Um, and then Kick-Ass, I would say, is not like really a great movie but he's awesome in that movie like the movie rides on him and chloe grace moretz or however you say her name cgm so yeah my producer was um surprised that i wanted to go see the sequel based on my various irrational and rational feelings about the first one um but my main inspiration again was for uh hit girl chloe grace moretz moretz and I just thought it could be a fun time, potentially. And I thought maybe it could even have the potential to uh, raise above some of the parts of the first one that I didn't like. However, no such luck. <laughs> it was a similar experience to the first one. Um, I really wanted to like the first one because I do like violence done well. I like action done well. I like superheroes. I like badass little girls. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of things about it that I that I really should like. And a lot of people that I know who have similar tastes as me also liked it and it has the potential for so much fun but then it just ended up consistently making me laugh and then pissing me off right after um and it was the same experience with this one where it's it's like really hard for me to just like be jerked around like that my favorite part of the sequel was definitely Jim Carrey he's fucking awesome as Colonel uh Stars and Stripes I can't remember if his name is his whole name is Stars and Stripes, or if he's Stars and the Dog is Stripes. But anyway, he has an awesome little dog, too. It's like wearing a cape or something, and it's badass. Um, and adorable. And it eats a guy's balls. So he's he's actually the star, I think, of the second one for me. I wish it was Hit Girl. Sadly, um, 
I felt that Chloe's acting skills have declined or she hasn't, they haven't grown with her as she grew. What's funny is I've listened to a couple, a couple other people's opinions on the movie and it's pretty unanimous that it was terrible. But a lot of people say, oh, the only good part of it was that Chloe Grace Moretz, I'm really tired of saying that name. Why do people have three names? Ugh. Um, a lot of people said that Chloe was like the saving Grace Moretz of the movie. And I completely disagreed. Like almost from, from the get-go, I was like, damn it. Because like uh, there's a scene at the beginning when she's like in the car, I think, talking to um, kick-ass Dave. I'm afraid you can't do that, Dave. Uh, and her eyes are just flat and there's just like no emotion. <laughs> like, yeah, like she's adorable, but it's like there was no communication on any level beyond words happening to me. Like I really didn't, was not feeling her acting. Um, although the action was good as usual, although I do question most of the action or fight choreography I noticed, you couldn't see her face. <laughs> so most likely it was a stunt double. Still really fun scenes though, good good fight choreography. And the training scenes are awesome. Uh, but anyways, yeah, Jim Carrey, I almost walked out <laughs> after, spoiler, five, four, three, two, one, after they fucking kill him and it's terrible. And like, there was a part, like right before that in the scene, I was, I was starting to think like, oh, I actually really like this movie. Cause like he's being cute and he got like an awesome tablecloth for their secret superhero hideout. And he says like some cute line about it. Jim Carrey does Colonel Stars and Stripes. And then I was like, oh, this is fun. I think I actually like this movie. Right after that, Chris D'Amico comes in and kills him and just like humiliates him and kills him. And I like literally felt like choked up and I just like slowly turned to my producer who was sitting next to me and I was trying to catch his eye just so that I could make a really sad face, but he wouldn't look at me. I think he may have been <laughs> choking up too, I don't know. And I almost wanted to walk out. The, the one thing that that really would have made me walk out for sure. And I was just waiting for it because I was not even going to be surprised. I was just going to be even angrier as if they killed the dog. Because fortunately, Colonel Stars and Stripes locks up the dog. Like when the, the dog starts freaking out because it knows the bad guys are coming. And so he locks up the dog and, and one of the guys is like, should we kill the dog? One of the bad guys and Chris D'Amico is like, no, I'm not that evil asshole or something like that and I was like oh thank god you fuckers because don't touch the dog that's like the that's like an untouchable thing like there's movies that I that I would walk out of or hate because don't touch the dog don't touch the dog um and then another moment similar to that was um when they kill Dave's dad that was like legitimately horrifying not not even just like movie violence horrifying that was like really <laughs> sincerely disturbing and not in a fun way. <laughs> and like they show the pictures. I mean, you know what happens. You you already know. The bad guys come and they say, uh, Chris Amigo wants us to take a picture with you or whatever the hell they say. And I'm like, oh, fuck, he's dead. I know he's dead. Everyone in the audience knows he's dead. And then when they show Dave's reaction to the picture, you know, he gets the picture on his phone. He says, oh, that's weird. I got a text from Chris D'Amico, who he knows is buttfucker, whatever his name is. Uh, and you know, oh, shit. He just sent him a picture of his dad murdered. 
nonetheless, even though that is obvious to all of us, and it's better to, I want to say show, don't tell, but that's not the right thing to say. But a lot of times more is, less is more. <laughs> a lot of times less is more. Um, but they show it. They show his dad horribly murdered for no fucking good reason. Um, because his dad took the fall for him, which by the way, Dave let him do. His dad turns himself in as kick-ass, um, and kick-ass knows there's people that want to kill him. In fact, he says that to his dad as he's being put in the cop car. He says, dad, there's people who want to kill kick-ass. They want him dead. And his dad's like, oh, whatever. It's cool. It's cool, man. I just want to protect you. And instead of fighting for him or getting him out of prison, he's just like, dang it. Silly dad. And then he dies. And then they kind of move on pretty quickly from that. And that made me sad. And also, um, Chris Amigo's butler, his Alfred character, I guess, he compares him to to Bruce Wayne's Alfred. Um, I really like that guy. Uh, and he gets stabbed in the neck brutally for no damn good reason. And it was another, for me, another heart stab, just like heart jerker for no reason like as soon as I start to enjoy myself they kill one of my favorite characters um Jim Carrey Dave's dad and Chris D'Amico's butler guy whose name I don't remember because I liked him so much those were three of my favorite characters and they all are dead by the end of the movie not only dead but they die in horrible ways um the last thing that I was waiting for was for Turk to get killed because he was my second favorite character after uh colonel stars and stripes um i don't remember what his character name was i know that he had like a, a metal bat mace captain physics admiral physics something like that anyway it's not important he was turk and he was awesome and he was so cute and he was obviously like having a lot of fun making the movie and that's you know what makes a huge difference if you can see that someone's having fun doing what they're doing and he was and I loved him and Jim Carrey I would watch that movie just Jim Carrey <laughs> Turk and Chloe <laughs> I like that I vary on what names I'm calling them <laughs> whether it's a character from the movie or their actor name so that's why it's hard for me to get behind the movie as much as there's fun action um, it doesn't seem to know whether it wants to be a bloody action-packed comedy which I can get behind or if it's just a rug pulling from under your feet, pull your seat away when you're about to sit down, action flick with a faulty comedy filter. And a lot of, like, a lot of the deaths seemed like, like they were supposed to be, you know, motivation. Well, they have to kill his butler so that he's motivated to be really evil. Well, don't ever kill, marry, or make pregnant a character <laughs> just for the sake of progressing the plot or for the sake of making the other characters react, which a lot of that seemed like just... We need to inspire some emotion, so <laughs> let's kill someone. So besides the deaths, I guess my least favorite parts were the rape fail scene. Um, I don't even know if I want to talk about that. You can, like, Google it or listen to another podcast. Like, that's, like, the, like, utter final moment of disappointment when I just gave up on the movie. Um, the evil guy is going to rape night bitch which is a really stupid name by the way not even funny it's just stupid um he's gonna rape her and he can't get it up and i like no no part of that is funny not even a little bit i was happy that there was only a couple other people in the theater and no one laughed at it and i was really happy for that um but that's an example of 
the movie had a lot of what seemed like offensiveness for the sake of itself. And that's something that I do myself to some degree to like <laughs> test the waters. Um, I'll say things to deliberately offend people or just see what they do. But even I just can't, can't handle this level of it. Also, what's up with Hit Girl orgasming to the One Direction-esque music video? Like, that was not believable and it was very disturbing. She really is 16. And yeah, it's, I didn't like that. Um, also, the cafeteria scene where uh, Kickass, or beforehand, Kickass tells Hit Girl, this is your chance to be the badass person that you are, be Hit Girl. Beat, the, beat those bitches, the mean girls, at their own game. And that's when I got kind of excited because I was like, oh, cool, there's going to be like a cool psychological ass-kicking scene where she's probably going to like trick them and then kick their asses like maybe behind the schoolyard for their lunch money. Instead, she takes a tool from her dad's arsenal and makes them poop and puke, which did have like a certain level of you know, awesomeness, anyone who's ever been bullied or just, like, uh, had to deal with the mighty bitches that plague every high school. So there, there's some goodness to that. <laughs> there's some, like, something that you can appreciate in that. But then it, it, it could have been, like, a jumping off point, but instead that's it. It's like, oh, she made them poop. That's not, that's not being above them. That's not beating them at their own game. That's a cop-out. So that's how I feel about the movie. I would now like to invite my producer um, to start a dialogue or a monologue on the subject. First of all, what's your name? Producer's fine. Producer? <laughs> all right, producer. That's what I call you. So yeah. yeah. I mean, it seems fitting. Um, where I actually disagree with you is on the Jim Carrey thing. Mm -hmm. Jim Carrey has been like my favorite actor my entire life, and I was really disappointed with him in this movie. Really? Yeah, I was surprised, too, because uh, that's... He, I thought, was going to be the saving grace of the movie. Uh -huh. And I just, I don't know, I didn't like the kind of, like, born-again character that he was. I was oh kind yeah? of annoyed by him. Oh, well, like, what an, What about you annoyed? What I, about him annoyed you? I hate when he does accents. Oh, really? And, like, he was basically doing the Cable Guy character. With oh, like I haven't seen that. Cable Guy is a, it's a dark comedies are strong i know about yeah. it i've never seen it. it like i like the movie overall but i don't really like his character in it mm. and that's just my own weird nitpicky thing with jim Carrey. has this character that i'm constantly like going back and forth between just like he's my favorite God, <laughs> why are you doing this <laughs> um it seems to happen with a lot of comedians yeah um and what i hear about a lot about this movie is like Everyone just wanted it to be more hit girl, and she spends mm -hmm. the whole movie not being hit girl, mm -hmm. it, which is frustrating because I also liked her in the first movie to the point where I suggested the movie to you. Like, yeah, let's watch this. And it's like, <laughs> oh, that's right. The rest of this movie is super bad. <laughs> um, and one thing that I took me out of the movie so much, like you did bring up leaving at one point, and I was game because my least favorite thing in any film ever, that it's such a cliche is the bitchy high school oh really squats i hate that yeah because i don't know if anyone had that experience in high school where they experienced the gang of just girls who were bitches for the sake of being does bitches it, does it everyone experience that? no 
No. I never I never encountered them in oh. high school. Like there's so many high school movie cliches. Did I sound like George Decay just now? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many like high school movie cliches that I just don't relate with that I are really annoyed by. Like, oh, okay. Like them just being mean for the sake of mean. It's just I hate I hate that movies. Well it is a girl thing. It's definitely girls versus girls. Like those girls do not treat the guys that way. Right. So that might be why. Because the cause um boy assholes <laughs> but see i, I guy get, bullies are, are just a, such a different uh approach than <laughs> excuse you sorry screecher. such a different approach than girl bullies no i i, I understand there's Gullies. there's girl on girl kind of oh, that sounds awesome <laughs> girl on uh, girl action there's girl on on girl like kind of hatred kind of going at each other but the way that they deliver all their lines is really mm. unbelievable mm-hmm. how they kind of take those dramatic pauses cock their heads and just deliver the like the sting very and true it's just like oh but i'm just like oh god damn it that's true yeah um i appreciated the action of the movie although jim carrey came out against the movie saying like he was against the gun violence of it it's so interesting i wasn't that offended by the gun violence no, me it, it was tame compared to what i was expecting i was expecting django unchained mm. that is a brutal gun movie this one had more like john linguizamo the butler mm-hmm. getting stabbed in the neck oh, that's right uh, yeah he's in a couple movies i really like um and, well i mean for me it wasn't the violence itself it's you know because like violence is whatever but it's when it's perpetrated against a character that you love that's that's what bothered me like i don't mind blood everywhere and body parts but john Leguizamo and jim carrey and, and yeah it bummed me out that jim carrey died i actually thought he was gonna wind up being like an insider to the bad guys and join them. Like, I did too. When I first found out he was in the movie, I was like, oh, he's the bad guy. I didn't <laughs> realize he was the Nicolas Cage. So the movie, like, as we left, I realized it kind of just was a nothing thing to me. Like, you were talking about the reaction, or I don't remember your actual word for it, for it at this point. but uh, Reception value. Reception. <laughs> I felt like once it was over, it was just, it happened. Yeah, that was one thing. Um, that's part of why I, I, I've been thinking about the rating system and, and talking to you after the movie was part, partially why I went back to it is that I had a very emotional reaction to the movie. Like I was almost jumping up and down just like, what the fuck was that? Like, ah, and just like rambling like in the part when the blah, 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 and you're just like, that was a bad movie because yeah. <laughs> like you're just not like emotionally invested either way. Um, yeah. Well, it's just like. I had low expectations because mm. so I was I. so surprised. You, you were like, kick ass. I was like, <laughs> you sure about that? Because <laughs> I don't want to see kick ass. I was like, eh, movie's movie. I want to get out of the house. And yeah, um, there's and there's also been just like a lot of talk against the some of the content of it. But where were these people when it was just a comic book? Because kick ass 2, I think, came out around the same time as the first movie mm. in book form and apparently is much worse than the movie. Well, yeah, yeah, like I guess uh, Night Bitch really gets gang raped. Yeah. Well, but I mean, not that many people read. Like, if this was a foreign movie with subtitles, no one in America would see it. <laughs> people don't read. And one thing I think that would have made the movie actually work is if it would have tried to back off being dark and worked up the campiness. Absolutely. Because watching it, I realized that, like, these are all things that work as a comic. Because, like, the diarrhea thing. (laughs) I picture it in my head, cartoon form. It makes sense. I see it happen on there. I'm like, this is just stupid. Yeah, good point. Because that would be, like, one panel and it would move on in a comic. And same with um, kind of a lot of the, the humor of it. I feel like if you can kind of take it in at your own pace and it's 
presented like in a different medium, media, whatever, it might work. But as a movie, I don't think so. And yeah, it would be medium. Medium is singular. Media is plural. Oh, I hated the um, like I, this goes back to the source material being you know kind of you know, offensive. But all the like racist names were just stupid and they pissed yeah, me off. Yeah, that was really not funny. No. Mother Russia was just like the bad guy from Rocky Fuck Two or Three or whatever, where he fights. I love the Rocky Ru- Fuck Two. <laughs> when he fights the the Russian guy, it's it's basically that guy wearing a bikini. Yeah, I mean, none of it was original. The, the bad guys. I mean, he you know he alludes to it like, oh, I'm, you know, we're just being racist, ha huh? But it's like just because you acknowledge it doesn't mean it's still not fucking stupid yeah. and cliche. So I, I don't like the movie. I. But, yeah. You know, like like I said, leaving it's like, eh. Yeah. This is the most emotion I've expressed about it through the microphone. <laughs> but yeah. just then I was just like, even, yeah. So, yeah. So in summary, producers' feelings about the movie, eh. eh. My feelings about the movie, ah! There's a lot that made me go, ah, but at the same time, <laughs> it's just, it's my own battles. We should be like a, a reviewing team, like, um. Cisco Ebert. Cisco and Ebert. I was going to say Cisco, and I was like, that's so not right. Cisco and Ebert. Is not it, even it, not even like the modern well, they're both dead now. So. Bert and Ernie. We yeah, should be like Bert and Ernie. <laughs> <laughs> movie reviewing team. But instead of like two thumbs up, it'll just be eh and ah <laughs> <laughs> But what if we like a movie? Oh. That's gonna happen? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well thanks for your input. Yep. And that's our show. Listen to Blipcast. <laughs> <laughs> Bring your own popcorn. <laughs> I'm a popcorn frog. I like popcorn, yo. I'm a cute little colonel. I ain't all that tall. Been loving popcorn since after the alcohol. I'm a popcorn frog. Don't be mad at me because I'm all made of popcorn sound when I pop in my mouth. We can put that in the beginning, too. Okay, and then. I think someone just shot someone outside, but I'm not too concerned.